Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open a nice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the latest mainstream movies and TV shows of the week. This week, Tom Cruise flies actual fighter jets in Top Gun Maverick, and the Demogorgon is back in Stranger Things Chapter 4. Spencer, what's going on? Welcome back to our uh, our show, Mainstream Boys. I am your host, Jonathan, joined once again by little ducky over there, quack quack, quack Spencer, quack. quack quack. Thank you for joining me. Um, fresh off of COVID, he's doing better now. We're uh, we're glad he's doing better. Do you have your taste back or? Yeah, oh yeah, taste really? smells oh, wow. back. Yeah, that was the that took the longest to get back, but yep, it's finally back. Because I've heard some people just, it, just that's it. That the rest of their life is. They just well, taste nothing. I was wondering if that was going to happen, but um, no, I don't know. It's day like 11, so. Okay. I mean, I yeah, there, I good. was beginning to worry there for a second, but I'm happy for you. Um, yeah. What was the first food that you could taste? And you were like, whoa, what? <laughs> Honestly, it was a white peach Zoa. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was that, that drink, yeah. Hey, man. For, I, I think I even texted you. Uh, at one point, all the Zoas were tasting the same. You know, the wild orange, the the, the blueberry. A pineapple coconut, all of them tropical punch, white peach, the original. They just tasted Lemon like lime. nothing, like straight nothing. Or yeah, like... it just tasted like car- I could tell it was carbonated, and I could just tell that like there was some like chemicals in it. <laughs> like Great. it was weird. Yeah, everything yeah. was just very bland and just like no flavor. But um, God, that's yeah. so strange. I don't, I don't get it. It was strange, but it's back. I'm good. Good to hear. I'm glad. Um, But yeah, so this is the show where we get together uh, whenever we feel like going out to see a movie or watching it on a streaming service. Um, And we talk about the new release films of that week, talk about some TV shows, and honestly, just, you know, whatever else we feel like talking about that's in that mainstream genre. So uh, yeah, get that big bucket of popcorn, right, Spencer? Did you get any popcorn at the movies this week? So... Yes, oh, I, got a story. I went with I went with Brooke and her family, and uh, they do tend to get some popcorn. So, yep, Joe and I had Love some popcorn during this film, and it was wonderful. Uh, yeah, I mean, and usually, I mean, we know this. I don't usually get any food at the theater. Yeah, usually Spencer goes no in one. raw Same dog. Nate, Nate's raw the exact dog. Same. He's just like, no, don't need any food. You're, you're the opposite. You're the mainstream guy. You're just like, I gotta have like the full bag of Twizzlers, some Mike and Ikes. Large Speaking diet of Coke, Twizzlers, I mean, everything. Yeah, <laughs> a large no. Well, no. If if I'm gonna get a soda, I'm getting a soda. I'm not getting a diet Coke. That's just like okay. that's a I'm waste. To of give you the benefit of the doubt. Seven dollars. Uh, no, I mean. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But uh, um, I I did get Twizzlers. I'm so. Did you partake in the food, or was it kind of passed, and you're just like, eh, and then you just yeah, it was passed pass around. It? Yeah, I mean, I had I had some popcorn during this movie, but this is like the biggest popcorn film of the year so far. It's Tom oh yeah, I holy mean, shit! You know the Batman. I mean, I don't want to eat during that movie. I want to be invested into the detective story. Uh, yeah, I would argue to not say the Batman is is not a popcorn movie. No, because it's actually I mean, like it's, a good it's a movie. blockbuster. Like, I mean, it, I don't know. Depends on what you define a popcorn movie, but. Yeah, I define Top Gun Maverick as a popcorn movie. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, cool. Yeah, I I did get some um, some Twizzlers. Got some Twizzlers. Of course, uh, they're a little bit stale. Um, I I wanted to resist, but I saw them sitting there. I have AMCA lists. I can cut basically cut the whole line if I want to and go right in there and grab my Twizzlers. And uh, the guy gave them to me for free. It was kind of a weird. I always have a, a story when I go to AMC. This time it was better. 
I went up and I was like, hey, I don't know if I have points. Can you scan this? And he scanned it and I guess it didn't register. And he was like, just take it. I'm like, no, it's like I can pay for it. It's five bucks. He's like, no, just go. Well, you said it was free. (laughs) Okay. uh, And it it tasted stale. Maybe that's why. It's been expired candy that they were just like, you know what? Just have it (laughs) as they were going to get rid of it. But that happened at the theater that we worked at. <laughs> uh, expired candy. It's a big no-no. I didn't know we um, did that. That is news to me. I don't know where it was. There was expired candy expired in the drawer. Candy. Yeah, I remember that happening. Dennis was like, it's like we have to sell it to part of our inventory. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right. Jesus Christ. It's like the milk duds are like the, the density of like a tooth at that point, probably. It could be. Just eating yeah, so Maybe you had teeth. some uh, stale Twizzlers. I don't know. Twizzlers, to me, they're just like... Well, you're you're eating plastic. Well, the thing is, dude, it's crazy because like my dad had just gotten back from Hershey, Pennsylvania, where the where they're literally made. And he gave me some that were fresh off the press. And I swear to God, it was the best can I'd ever had my entire life. Oh, I can imagine. And then you go to AMC in Florida (laughs) where they've been there for like four years. Yeah, it's like, dude, the polar. Oh, my God. So bad there. I ate them all. Trust me. I ate them all. But um, they were good. They were bad. But uh, you have to. You have to. Right. You have to for a movie like this. So. Anyways, with all that being said, this week we are going to talk a little Top Gun Maverick, Stranger Things, Season 4, Part 1, and maybe some MasterChef Junior. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I know we both watched it, so I might as well shit on it for like two minutes. One of the, uh, I'd say the biggest mainstream week of 2022 so far. Oh, without question. You have a legacy sequel with Top Gun Maverick. You have Stranger Things Season 4. I mean, I think Stranger Things Season 1 came out in... 2016 so i mean it's been i mean a long time with these with these cast yeah, characters man. actually uh, i mean what there were 30 almost 30 years in between these movies too which i i, I read that this is the biggest uh well, stretch yeah. between sequels ever yeah um, it's been three years since yeah, well i was spanned for two top years gun, not oh, 30 top years <laughs> yeah I was, I was still thinking stranger things yeah it's also been a while for them those kids are freaking ancient at this point it's crazy but I mean, both were heavily affected by delays, though. I mean, I think Top Gun Maverick was supposed to come out June of no, it was supposed to come out like the summer of 2019. Yeah. It was going to come out a week after Spider-Man: Far From Home, and, and a week before The Lion King, the Disney remake. The Lion That's, King. That is when Top Gun Maverick was supposed wow. to come out. That's and insane. They, it, it got delayed, I think, seven times or seven, seven or eight times, uh, until finally Memorial Day weekend uh, this past weekend, but. Because during the uh, the lockdown, Paramount when Paramount Plus was forming and they were they're going to launch, they wanted Top Gun Maverick to be one of those like directed the streaming oh, yeah, platforms like I they, they release. And Tom Cruise was very adamant, like, no, this is a theater movie. Like, we're gonna put this in theaters. And I mean, of course, it worked out in his favor. It's the box it's office. I mean, well. it, it, it's made so much money. It's and I was surprised by this. This is the first movie in Tom Cruise's career where it. It passed a hundred million dollars in the opening weekend. That's and like I would have thought that like some of the Mission Impossible movies have done that, like or just any any other of his films in the past. But yeah, no, this is the first time it's passed a hundred million dollars in the opening weekend, and it's also the highest uh, Memorial Day weekend opening. And it beat um, I forgot the movie that was before it. it. Might come to me, but yeah, it set the bar. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy considering, like, most of those Mission Impossible movies over the last five or six years were, like, really good, too. Like, Ghost Protocol and uh, whatever the fifth one was called. I don't know. Like, it was That was also really good, too, though. Rogue Nation. Yep. Rogue Nation, yeah. And there, but they had the one. trailer for Dead Reckoning. I didn't even know that was coming uh, out. I was like, Maverick. And it looked serious? amazing. <laughs> it's just like, okay, yeah. hey, I'm going to yeah, be there day one. I mean, of course, Tom what, Cruise is a maniac. So this is the first time you saw the Avatar IMAX trailer as well? Because that must that have That wasn't attached. Uh, for me it was uh oh, jurassic world uh then it was uh mission impossible and i think that was it when the movie just started yeah i also had jurassic world that that looks kind of fun i don't know it, it is just absurdity but it, it looks kind of fun i don't know it's gonna be terrible so spencer um in this movie um all of the pilots have what they would call call signs correct they all have call signs. There's Phoenix, there's uh, Fanboy, there's Hangman, Maverick, Rooster, uh, a bunch of other ones, Bob. So if your call sign couldn't be Ducky. It is. So just I, don't even don't even make me pick another one because it is Ducky. Like there's no <laughs> other. It, it can't be anything else. It, it's but, Ducky. I know so it is, but. I want to know what your call sign would be because. I also, we just came up with this. Nate's call sign would easily be Slugger. God, I would love to see the design on his helmet. Is it? Is it the Sea Dog itself? I hope so. For those I of you who don't know, Slugger be. is a mascot for a Double A baseball team for the Boston Red Sox in Maine, called the Sea Dogs, and the mascot is named Slugger. There's and your context. Nate. And Nate is we're we're gonna call him Slugger for now on because Spencer's <laughs> Ducky. I would be mainstream. Would probably be mine. You would really be mainstream. That'd be your call sign. Yeah, I think that's good. I like it. And then my whole, my whole, I would basically just wear a popcorn bucket instead of an actual helmet. And then I would cut eye holes <laughs> out of it. Holes cut out. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just be covered in hot butter. That would be me flying a plane. It would be a really bad idea. Hit <laughs> okay, a thirty-seven million dollar F eighteen. Yeah, really. My helmet would idea. easily just be like mallard green. So <laughs> you would actually have one of those beaks on. Well, yeah, like the the mask would be yellow. Or something, or yeah, yeah. I would, yeah. I, I, God damn it, I couldn't think of any other questions. Honestly, I was looking for trivia. I'm like, it's gonna be too easy. I guarantee you, Spencer has already gone through all of this. There's no, there's just nothing. So, Spencer, why don't we get into the actual review discussion of Top Gun Maverick, uh, directed by Joseph Kalinsky. Um, I guess he did Tron Legacy, Oblivion, Only the Brave. Did you ever see that? I did not see it, but I do want to see it. Uh, Miles Teller, isn't it? Yeah, so. it's about firefighters fighting it's really wildfires. good. Oh, you have seen it? I have. I think I saw that. Oh. theaters act. I think that's yeah. It was a big IMAX movie. I mean, I remember that being uh, advertised. It's really good. It's a true story about uh, firefighters fighting forest fires, and it's uh, it it, it reminded me a lot of uh, Deepwater Horizon, sort of, okay. um, just in the just in the filmmaking and just basically what's happening. It's a pretty similar story overall. True story. Because also, fun fact, uh, Joseph Kalinske, the director of Top Gun Maverick, has a movie coming out in three weeks called Spiderhead on oh, Netflix. Oh, yeah, I heard about With Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller. That looks uh, crazy. <laughs> I haven't seen the trailer for that, but, I mean, he I did. literally has another movie coming out in three weeks. Okay. So he's having... Sweet. <laughs> A great month, I'd say, as a director. I mean, if Spiderhead's good, we'll see. I mean, it comes on Netflix soon, so 
Uh, yeah, I mean, but it was just the movies. This movie's been delayed for so long that finally, like, he's lined up a movie like back to back, like just so happens. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna be yeah, he's gonna be popular him. for a few months here. Um, but yeah, also Oblivion. I love that movie. Oblivion is. I don't love that movie. I just love scenes in the that sound- movie in the soundtrack because yeah. it's M eighty three and I think Hans Zimmer. But um, probably yeah. yeah, I think it is a mixture there. Um, maybe three, maybe, maybe some. I don't know. I, actually, maybe it's all maybe three. That movie know. did lose me in the third act, but it, it was really yeah. cool. Anyway, yeah. So here's a logline: After more than thirty years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Mitchell. God, I think that's just such a lame name. I didn't realize that, that was his like actual name, other than Maverick Pete. Sorry, no offense to people named Peter. <laughs> P-, P. Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement and rank that would ground him. That's a logline? That's a terrible logline. Straight from IMDb. God, that is that makes it sound so boring. It's, it's not a good logline at all. That's not even really what happens in the movie. But yeah, uh, the only returning cast for this film is Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer, who has a weird like throat condition where he can't talk for some reason. Um, I don't well, know. that's Val Kimmer in real life, yes. Oh, he, shit, really? He had throat cancer, I believe. Um, I feel like Chris Rock right now. Lost his ability to speak. You fucking asshole. But, yeah, um, yeah no, I mean, it was great to see him back. Because, I mean, obviously he was a, a big part of the first movie as Iceman. He was the like, the rival. He was like the hangman of this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, it was honestly, like, it was great to see him back. Because I never, never would have thought to see Val Kimmer back. In a big movie like this, I mean, I think he made cameos in uh, Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> yep, <laughs> the reboot. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought the whole movie he was because like the first act it kind of alludes to him just being like he's just texting him, and then you actually see him. I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah. So yeah, that was cool. Yeah, but um, I think Shelley McGillis is not back. Meg Ryan isn't back. Uh, I mean, obviously Goose isn't back for. Well, yeah, he. Well, yeah, spoiler, he's dead. Uh, uh, dead. But yeah, it's just Tom Cruise back as Maverick. Yeah, doing his thing. And I actually just watched, I watched the first movie like four nights ago. So For literally a couple nights before I went and saw this uh, in theaters. But I really liked it. I, I mean, I think the first movie is just an insane amount of fun. 80s nostalgia. The soundtrack is is crazy. It's very that's, over the top. That's what it is, though. It's, it's just 80s cheese galore. It's yes. If you're a fan of the 80s and that style of filmmaking, you will have a great time. It's got just a loud soundtrack. Uh, it's got people all oiled up, shirtless, playing volleyball. It checks uh, all the boxes. It's got a sepia color tone throughout the entire film as well. Yep. It's just it's very, very 80s and, and silly. So, yeah, it's been how long since? Uh, Almost uh, 28 years or 20, 24 one years. One of the longest, like time jumps from for, uh, for a sequel to happen yeah and tom cruise is back i mean he's what i think he's 60 or i think he's maybe he's like what 57 or 8 when he was shooting this movie but he, i mean he looks fucking incredible he's <laughs> 59 movie. he's actually yeah. 59 but yeah That's he looks insane. amazing and yeah it's it was just awesome to just see him back and just fly in these planes for real it was just gnarly Absolutely insane. Um, have you seen the James Corden clip where he's flying James Corden in an F-18 and like going upside down? And I hitting... saw like a couple of clips. I haven't seen like the whole video, but um, it's hilarious. I mean, it yeah. it just shows how absolutely insane Tom Cruise is because he gra- he's like he doesn't tell him why. He's like, hey, come to the runway, which he probably assumes why, but he puts him in like two different planes and just breaks the sound barrier and all the shit. And just it's it just shows how insane the dude is. The fact that he is 
he had no fear. He's just got a smile on his face doing this shit. And well, I, I watched some uh, behind the scenes featurette where the cast had to go through this like three month uh, extensive training uh, because I mean they were flying in the actual um, fighter jets, but they also had to train as if like you were to crash and you would have to have, like how to survive. So they had to go oh, into wow. these like dunk tanks yeah. and like simulate that. And uh, Tom Cruise apparently created this three month course to just put the cast through it. Uh, in order to get them prepared for the film, like he designed it himself, put like he literally created that entire three month course for the cast to go through, and it looked insane. I mean, they actually had to like experience the G force and all that stuff. It was just it, yeah, it, you I can mean, see it happen on screen. <laughs> I mean, it's all like legit. They didn't have to act; <laughs> it's just reacting. No, I guess uh, the these uh, the people who played like Phoenix and Bob and all all those people who are they were actually flying like the whole film. They're flying in oh, those in those airplanes. They're actually hitting G's. I don't know if they hit 10 G's, but uh, they hit they hit some G's, and I guess they had to film themselves. They had to touch up their own makeup. They had to do audio in the plane. Yeah, like they the had director. to turn the camera on and off and hit record themselves. That's I mean, fucking yep. crazy. They said literally the director <laughs> was just waiting at like uh, at base camp for like hours as they were out flying, getting shots, and just like waiting to see it. And then they'd come back. He'd take a look at the footage and then make adjustments, and then they'd do it again. That's astonishing. Um, and It's I, crazy. And it, I, It's insane. Um, I guess Miles Teller was quoted saying that they shot more film on this movie than they did on the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. I don't, I don't know how much ex- of an exaggeration that's that was, crazy. But, uh, did I Miles Teller it. fly? I don't know if they're like actually flying themselves. I think they're just in the backseat getting recorded as like an actual pilot's doing it. I, I really don't know. Hmm. I mean, Tom Cruise, I know, is a real pilot, and he is flying in a lot of the scenes. Because they would um, have to get thousands of hours of actual flight time to actually be yeah, so, flying I mean, I, these planes. I highly doubt that they're actually flying the planes. But, I mean, they had to go through the training uh, necessary. I mean, um, but Tom Cruise, I mean, that plane at the end of the movie, that he, it's like this like World War II plane. That's plane. his plane. That's his plane, of course. Yeah. yeah. And that's them flying at the end of the movie, like, legit. Um, but, I mean, that's why they waited so long for this movie um, to come out and to make because – Tom Cruise wanted, for one, the story to be there and be worthy enough to come back, which, I mean, I think it is. The story is honestly really fun. And then also they wanted to wait for the technology to become available so they could pull this off, as in all real aerial flying, all real everything. It's (laughs) very minimal CGI and, and stuff like that. And they, that's why they waited so long for the technology to become available so they could literally put the IMAX cameras in the cockpit and get these fucking reactions. And it's it, it's and this is why this movie is, I think, having the success that it is because you can just see it on yeah. display. Like, it's a cinematic experience. It's just it's unbelievable like, what this movie was able to achieve. It's it it's genuinely something that has not been done before. Like what, you have not seen a movie that goes to every extent to make it as practical well you've seen it but not in this way like movies that go all practical they look a little campy but this is like actual legit flying fucking f-18s off of an aircraft carrier it <laughs> like how is this pavement and i don't know were they actually flying over these like mountain ranges and stuff like that seems like maybe there's no way that they were flying 100 feet off the ground in mountain ranges and like i don't know but yeah, I mean it's it's insane. It's already made one hundred twenty six thousand, hundred twenty six million dollars on opening weekend, which is pretty insane. Um, Bob's Burgers came in third with twelve point four. Yeah, but I mean that's also pretty cool that a two D animated film is in theaters right now. I mean, is it two D? What, oh, what yeah, it is? Yeah, it's two D yeah. animation. 
Uh, well, I, w- I wish cool. I made time to go see that. Um, no, I've never seen the show, so I have, it doesn't really. I think it's kind of stupid. Sorry to all the Bob's Burgers fans. I know Nate likes it. Slugger. So. Slugger, yeah, um, Slugger. <laughs> we're making this happen. <laughs> um, we're forcing it. No, but it, yeah, yeah, I mean, this movie is just so much fun. And I, I honestly don't think that you you need to see the first movie no, to enjoy I, this movie. I, because they do cut back to the first movie and like some archive footage when it's necessary to uh, for the story in this. I mean, you have Miles' Teller's character. He's the son of uh, Goose, and he has some resentment towards Maverick, obviously because of what happened. But they, they cut back, and they, they show that scene happen. So it's like you get the context if you haven't seen the first movie. Um, because, also, if, I you, mean, if you've been alive, you know that Goose dies in the first movie. Like, without yeah. even I mean, seeing it, it's... I don't think Nate knows that, to be honest. Slugger. Um, Slugger, yeah. It's a, it's a pop culture <laughs> phenomenon. Like, honestly, if you know that Bruce Willis dies in The Sixth Sense, which I didn't know going into the movie yeah, so the first time. Yourself. But I am contradicting um, myself, but a, a normal human being that pays attention and doesn't let everything go over their head would know that Goose dies in the first movie, and that's a thing. And it's it's a very strong plot point in this film with Miles Teller really being kind of a dick to Tom Cruise. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, you really don't need to see the first movie. I mean, you can if you want to, um, but if if you haven't seen it, I don't let that hold you back from going out and getting a ticket to go see this movie because it's just awesome what they're able to achieve because the story is, is just so much fun as well. I mean, you have Tom Cruise, uh, Maverick, he's coming back to train these best of the best fighter pilots to go on this mission that's like borderline impossible to pull off i mean it's they have like two and a half minutes to go through this like mountain range being very low to the ground to be undetected by the sams it's star and wars then pretty much yeah and blow up this tiny it's little thing like a box it's <laughs> it's star wars in a way yeah yeah it's blown up the death star basically yeah so i mean just watch them go through that like training courses which is so much fun uh watching them just go through it all it was just insane it was awesome the any movie that has training for some reason, like Full Metal Jacket and like Ender's Game. I'm just thinking of movies that have these training sequences. Like it's like the whole second act of a movie is all training for oh, like, yeah, like Kingsman. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like Kingsman, like where they have to go through all these different like processes to have an, an inevitable goal where they have to complete. It's so fun. And it, it, it makes it makes it makes you get more invested as an audience member. That's how you kind of get involved with these characters. Um, and this film does it so well because they have this one little course that just seems almost impossible to complete. I mean, they blow up a few $40 million planes in the process and it's all real. It's, Price it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was so insanely fun. Tom Cruise is kind of just like coming out of nowhere in every corner and just like, ah, gotcha. Sorry. Got to do yeah, 200 push ups. Awesome. And yep. it, he, he just makes it so fun. He'll go like upside down and just like flip him off in the sky. And he's <laughs> just, He's just having, you can tell that Tom Cruise is having so much fun in this movie. And probably everybody was too, aside from puking after every flight. I, I did have a few things like with this movie that did bother me a little bit. And it and it had to do with like the non-flying stuff with, first of all, like Jennifer Connelly's character. Um, Penny? Which, Penny, which I, I did find out she's the daughter of the woman in the first movie yeah so she's hinted at in the first movie so like the character is never in the movie but her her name is mentioned because so they, they say daughter. something about how tom cruise made a pass at uh the admiral's daughter and like broke her heart or something like that um just the i think they're just having the fact that maverick was like a player and like he 
you know? right he has this whole reputation to, yeah to and even out. in this movie the daughter of penny was like like just don't break her heart like this time around or something like that um, oh I yeah thought, okay i thought she meant like oh he dated her in the past but she was talking about her grandmother that daughter was talking about her grandmother is that what's happening I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. That was a little bit weird. The whole I I feel like the the movie is like it it's kind of forced into a corner where it has to have this whole relationship aspect. For me, like the relationship kind of worked, but her character was like I you have it written on the doc here. I felt the same way, but she's very smug. Like and uh she like every scene she's just like smiling and just like really full of herself and she it's She can be happy. She can be happy, but it was like, dude, like kind of kind of pissed me off in the first scene where she, like she, she basically like in the bar she rings this bell and there's like 100 200 people in there and tom cruise has to buy them all a drink it's like dude he's a he doesn't make that much money like he's just a he's basically a you know he's a, a navy pilot but you think he has like five thousand dollars in his pocket right now tom cruise just has a lot of charisma and he's got those like pearly white teeth so like when he pulls up to the bar with his like nice fighter jacket and uh he does know, look good his aviators and he just starts he cracks that smile i mean he has he's just oozing charisma and then yeah jennifer Connolly, she's all over match it. tom cruise's charisma she gives it right back to him as in like yeah i'm like i have like the i'm better than you attitude as well bitch and like i'll 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 show all you right, all right <laughs> and all so right. like that that uh interaction was it was just it was funny to to, to watch but uh i get the nitpick I actually did like the daughter in the few scenes she was in, too. I thought she was, like, the scene where he jumps out the window, like, it is kind of just, like, it's cheesy. Like, there are these cheesy moments because it's trying to play off the old, the, the original film with the nostalgia. Yeah. And there's a lot of scenes that are, like, redone in a different way. Uh, when he's in the bar and, and the other, the pilots are just, like, they basically, like, make fun of him and throw him out of there. Which, how do yeah. you not know who he is? That's my other nitpick is like all these guys who have graduated Top Gun school at like the top of their class have never heard of John, Tom Cruise's character. His pictures are plastered all over the wall in your school and they got to treat him like a dick. And then it's kind of a rehash of the first movie in the next scene when he just walks in with a book and throws it in the trash. Like, I don't play by the rules. <laughs> that was wonderful. <laughs> Love so that. Over the top, Love that yeah. scene. I'm like, he would literally throw the book in the trash. <laughs> like, the, John Hamm yeah, is like, literally cuts to, the, like uh, cuts to the other guys. Like, here we go. <laughs> yeah. But they, they even redid the beach scene, of course. Uh, this time they're playing football instead of volleyball. Um, that was cute. I guess they had to reshoot that scene um, a second time because it didn't come out as well as Tom Cruise had hoped for in the first cut. So they were like, "All right, we got to reshoot it." And I guess after they had shot the first time around, all like the, the the entire cast. I mean, after training for so long, they all went out and like just like binged and like on food and like had milkshakes, burgers, and they got a call like a week later. It's like, "All right, we got to shoot that scene again." <laughs> Fuck immediately go back to the gym and start just fucking shredding again <laughs> uh and I, I mean you can see it on screen i mean it worked out um it's insane i mean that, that whole scene was great the whole scene is a music video like yeah. there actually is parts of this movie where it just seems like a music video it's very much just like montage like he's on his motorcycle and there's like a song just blaring in the background i mean that's the first movie too yeah yeah highway it, to the danger zone i mean the <laughs> opening scene of this movie is highway to the danger yeah. zone and it's just like Let's fucking go! And so like, they're my the audience started clapping <laughs> immediately when that happened. Mine was, was also like, clapping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, full on audience experience. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a full theater. I was next to like some older women, and then just like a 
a father and his kids and he was the, the father was right next to me he's loving this movie like absolutely just <laughs> oh, like loving this across shit across the world yeah this is a big dad pleaser right <laughs> holy shit <laughs> Yeah. yeah no that's absolutely. the other thing though is i think this movie is very rewatchable like i i would honestly love to go back and and see it one more time in theaters before it leaves yeah uh it's just that much fun i mean just the way they were able to pull this movie off it's just it, it's so cool and absolutely worth seeing on imax i think i saw it on imax i know spencer yes. did um i was I, in my mind i was like oh, i'll just go see it in the dolby no i, I think it's 100 percent worth seeing on imax just purely due to like those cockpit shots yeah, you get twenty six percent more picture. Twenty six, yeah, twenty six percent more picture. Like, and it it makes a difference. And you're you're listening to people who went to film school, but I'm telling you right now, it is it is worth it. Oh, you really feel like you are a part of this the film. Charts too. I mean, yeah, yeah, like you feel like the like the engines <laughs> of the plane taking off. It's fucking uh, it's crazy. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And then what I didn't expect as well is the third act when they actually have like a mission that they're on. Yeah, because the first movie didn't really have that. The first movie, they're kind of just like dicking around doing. What did they training, even do the in the third act? In the Goose third, died. Oh. That actually, yeah, that that actually kind of bothered me. I felt like the third act, like it got pretty what sappy. A maverick of this? No, I'm talking about the first movie where okay, it, yeah. it kind of got sappy after after Goose died, and then it it, it took a while to pick back up again, and I almost yeah. felt like it really took away from the film. But this one here in Maverick, the third act is just. It's exhilarating. It's so much fun, and I didn't expect that at all. Like, you think the movie's going to end at one point, and it just kind of keeps going, and you're just like, oh, okay, I'm fully on board with this. This is awesome. This is so much fun. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't. I think you guys can tell that we are huge fans of Top Gun yeah. Maverick, as is the world. I mean, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's way higher than I thought it was going to be. 99% audience score. It has an A-plus cinema score over the weekend. I mean, it's a kind of a rare cinema score. Um, 4.2 on Letterboxd, 8.7 on IMDb. It's already, like, number 50-something. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to stay in the top 50, I think, uh, as more people are going to see it. Because the word of mouth has been insane. I haven't heard one bad thing about this movie since uh it premiered i think at CinemaCon at the end of april um because i mean my expectations were like yeah i'm gonna go see top gun maverick it'll be cool but like i didn't love the first one i mean but yeah i'm yeah. interested to see what they're we're gonna pull off here but it's it's just it's, it's the original world. top gun <laughs> times 100 like it yeah. really is they they take out it's they take out the all the stops by far yeah it's it's not even it's not even close i yeah. mean it, it's they they build on everything. They poke fun at the original film. They do they they bring back all the nostalgia with the same music and the same color tones and really the same relationships and everything. Like it's all the same, but way fucking better. Like it really, really is. Especially also, that third oh, sorry, act. But the score is just fantastic as well because you yeah. have Hans Zimmer coming back to do the score, and apparently Lady Gaga also has a credit. Does she score. really? No way. Yeah, for the That's score crazy. with Hans Zimmer, which is interesting. And she also did the theme song at the end. Um, oh, okay. Yep. Hold my hand. Um, so, best original song coming up again at the Oscars. This movie's going to get so many Oscar nominations. I mean, this is... I mean, if you think about it, Mad Max Fury Road in 2015 came out in May, around the same time. And it got 10 Oscar nominations. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick is, I think, a cinematic achievement. We haven't seen anything like this. Nothing really has been pulled off like this before. 
it could get a best picture nomination. I mean, it won't get acting nominations, wow. yeah, but it could easily so? get a, a best picture. And then this is one of the the editing of this movie is just top notch. It just flies by. It's insane. It's it's you get pulled into the movie. Like at one point, I'm just like you have to remember to breathe. <laughs> it's like holy shit, this is just so intense. Uh, it's just, it's great. This is going to get a lot of technical Oscar nominations and I could go on record right now and say, I think it might sneak in a best picture slot. I will, I will say it does. Yeah. I mean, without knowing, I mean, really all the big players this, this year, um, you know, we, we've seen in the past that movies like, like this, I think, like I think of Avatar, I think of gravity, the movies that have those big technical achievements, um, where this one is without question has has achieved something that other films have not so i would absolutely see it slipping in there not even slipping in there like it deserves it at this point in my opinion um for for best picture just purely due to that man yeah i without i, I don't want to say anything else i think it's just obviously we liked it a, a whole hell of a lot so uh what would you what would you give this movie uh ducky Entertainment wise, I mean, it's hard. You know, it's it's one of those movies where entertainment wise, it's it's obviously up there. But as a as a overall film, you said you love the story. Okay, the, the story. I said the story was fun because the story is cliche. I mean, but there were actual stakes at one point. Like I felt the stakes. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, you could kind of predict what's going to happen. So it's like it's not like a it's not a perfect movie, but this movie's just so much fucking fun. So right now I am gonna go four and a half out of five. I will see this again. Maybe it'll be a five out of five. I don't know. But like I even was talking about this with Brooke on the way home. I'm like, I I mean, yeah, you could get the four K of this movie, you could have a great entertainment setup, but nothing will ever match seeing this movie in IMAX. No, not at all. The way it's meant to be seen. I mean yeah, it's just I can't imagine watching this movie on like your phone on like HBO Max, like fuck or on that. like an airplane or something. God, yeah, like, man, that's, it's not even remote. A lot of people close. are going to experience it, and it's unfortunate. But this movie's just go to the theater and go see it. It's it's worth it. Yeah, it, I mean, it's what what an experience. Like it is a full theater experience, a full body experience. Almost honestly, I would see it in the Dolby just because I can imagine the sound would actually make the seat shake and stuff. Yeah. So like, if they actually use that function then this will 100 worth seeing in the dolby um but yeah i mean I, I i loved it i had such a good time with it i saw it 10 30 in the morning and i was freaking blown away um man I, I you know there's a few nitpicks with the story but at the same time i love the story because of nostalgia and the cheesiness and you, you get that that call back to the 80s with the music and obviously the color palette even the opening with the paramount uh visual graphic it's literally in sepia in this movie like they they make it a sepia color just just to get you into that world right away and i thought that was hilarious because it's just so self-aware of that shit um (laughs) but yeah i think i think i'm gonna match the four and a half i think it i really think it deserves it for all the tiny little nitpicks that i could almost say as a positive in in some aspects it's it's great yeah it's a good movie it's an instant buy on 4k blu-ray for me yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I definitely will, but like I said, it's gonna be hard to match the the experience of watching this. But I mean, yeah, just buy a bigger TV, I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> buy get, like, like an a projector, 80 inch 4K TV. projector. It costs like six thousand dollars. 
All right, yeah, so that's going to do it for the movie segment of the show, but let's go ahead and move on to another massive mainstream production, which is Stranger Things Chapter 4, um, Part 1. So we got the first seven seven episodes, which I, I hesitate to say episodes because they're almost feature-length films, each one. Yeah, all of them are an hour plus. Not one of them is below an hour. <laughs> yeah, which uh, is awesome. I mean... For the first time, yeah. All I could think of was like, why the fuck didn't Game of Thrones do this? Because they, they, you fucking could have, and those writers were so fucking stubborn about it, and instead we're like, no, let's do six episodes that are like 30 minutes each, and with 20,000 more characters in Stranger Things, and let's ruin the whole series. No, Stranger Things adds more characters and makes it work with way more screen time, and there's still two more episodes to come. Yeah. And not to mention that, I mean, yeah, the first seven episodes aired. Uh, one episode was like an hour and 20 minutes. That was Dear Billy. Um, and then the finale, well, episode seven, uh, The Murder at Hawkins Lab. Um, that was like 140, I think. Hawkins Lab. That was one hour and 40 minutes. So that was a feature-length movie. Uh, and then you have episode eight and nine, which come out July 1st. Um, and episode eight is an hour and 35 minutes. And then uh, episode nine is two hours and 30 minutes. What? <laughs> yes. It's, Jesus. It's, a, it's two and a half hours. I did, I did not know that. That's yes. That's ridiculous. And I think the part of the reason... Okay, so first off, uh, this is all spoiler-free. John and I have seen the um, all seven episodes that came out. We shall not Friday. spoil. Um, we won't spoil it. Uh, just if you haven't seen it yet, you're safe, but just hopefully we encourage you to check it out before July 1st. Uh, that's when we'll do a full dedicated episode. Spoiler. Isn't it July? I thought it came out on the 7th, no? It comes out July 1st, um, episode 8 and 9. It's just two episodes. But part of the reason why I think it's been spaced out like this is because the visual effects aren't finished yet for oh, the interesting. But they next have a mo- two episodes. They only so, have a month. Yeah, I know, but I mean, you know, you get time. <laughs> this is helps. I would have given get myself where a little more time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this they waited a long time to, to pull this off. I mean, they got delayed with COVID and everything. But what is crazy is just, I mean, we all checked out Stranger Things uh, in 2016 before it even blew up and became like a pop culture phenomenon. I remember we were watching it like the opening weekend or the weekend it dropped because like it was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. Like. Netflix, like we'll check it out. Unknown actors, it, even David Harbor, you know, wasn't yeah, that big. Why not? Ryder was like the only one that was like, okay, yeah, we know who that is. But yeah, like a fresh cast with like this uh, new kids, and they all went off and blew up themselves. I mean, Finn Wolfhard has been in everything. He was in the It movies uh, and uh, Ghostbusters, Millie Bobby Brown. I mean, she's in the Godzilla and stuff, and has her own Netflix franchise with Anola Holmes. Uh, everyone else, <laughs> she's like, she's, she's literally great. like, she's the Joey King coming out of the conjuring kind of where she has these like sure. little kind of, you know, not great things that she's done, but she, she's so talented. She but really yeah, like is. watching them age as the show is going through all these different seasons has just been kind of a, a trip. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is crazy. Uh, so it's really fun to watch. And I, what I really like about this season, one is the long episodes I love. I think that's great because you have so many characters now because it started off very contained. It was just this group of friends. Kid goes, one of their friends goes missing and they strange things happen. They try to figure out what, what's going on. It's very self-contained. And then as the seasons progressed, you have all these other characters added into the mix. And it's fun with this season because you have all these characters going off on their own adventures and you just have to 
cut and weave, bob and weave with all the different characters. So yeah, and, and all of them are on like an equally fun adventure. That I think it's just been very entertaining to watch. The uh, the parallel action is something that I really enjoyed, and especially in that uh, the episode four, uh, which is probably one of the most critically acclaimed episodes so far um, in this season. But it follows mostly Sadie Sink's character of Max, and you're cutting between her kind of storyline with some of the kids. And then you're going back to obviously. Uh, ooh, is it a sport to talk about Hopper? No, because it's a no. Because it was in the trailer that Hopper was just uh, working on some like train line uh, as a prisoner in Russia. Okay. Um, no, yeah, I mean it, that's it's like very, he's very much thing. in the marketing for this, okay, okay, for season four. So I think that's fine. Yeah. All right, but yeah, and it kind of goes back to Hopper, and then we're also with Eleven and like Mike and Noah Schnepp's character of will kind of over in california doing their thing so it's it the parallel action is done really well because every storyline i think at least in the first half of this season i'm i have a little bit of nitpick in the second half with 11 storyline um but i i think that it's just so it's so entertaining and there's so much happening and it works and i'm so glad they didn't rush anything because they do introduce new characters like eddie's character who i really like the the kind of uh yeah, the, like the, the Dungeons and Dragons guy. guy. Yeah, really yeah. like him. And he's uh, giving me Robert Downey Jr. vibes, like very oh, young okay, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. <laughs> like yeah, I could, I could, I could see that. I really like yeah. him, dude, because he, he's great. Yeah, he seems like the kind of dude that's kind of like a douche, but at the same time, well, at least in the first episode where he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna win this shit. You guys are going down or whatever." But then he's actually like a really down to earth guy that like yeah. just accepts their help and is like, "Okay." We're gonna do this, and he's uh, a wild character, but you can tell that like his heart's in the right place. Exactly. Uh, so exactly. he's definitely gonna fit in with that that older group, but like with Steve and uh, Nancy and um. Dude, and that's the thing we have like we have like the younger group of kids who like they're kind of like preteens and they have their thing going on, and then Steve's just kind of like yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, in in real life, yes, but Steve's like kind of the overseer who gets stuck with them. Yeah, and then we're <laughs> over with Maya Hawk and uh. Natalie Natalia Dyer's character of Nancy and uh, Robin, and I love Robin, seeing yep. them together because they're so polar opposites. Like Nancy's kind of popular and just at the same time, and then Robin is kind of this outlier sort of character, and them kind of getting closer is just funny and like they just work so well together. I think it's just a cool duo. So yeah, there's there's a lot of just great characters in this show, which we already knew, but they they've added more, and that's awesome. And it's always been fun to see like what kind of like villains and monsters they're gonna create with different seasons. Because the first season you had like the uh, the demigorgons, and those are pretty terrifying. I mean, with like the it's only one demigorgon, right? Was it just? It's just. It one. was like a, I think it was one or two. I don't know. It, was, it may have been one or two. I don't know. But you had the whole upside down <laughs> world with this demigorgon with this like crazy face. And in season two, they kind of added these like dog things that were eh, it was okay, kind of interesting. Season three mm. was more about like. The flyer or with the mind the flyer, yeah, the mind flyer. Oh yeah, that's right. Season two was the big mind flyer, like spider thing. Yes, was like the, the big ass, the big the ass thing. Yeah, yes, that's right. Maybe season three has some like dogs, or I, I don't know. One of the seasons had like demi dogs. Kind of I don't remember silly. the dogs. Yeah, yeah, they were there. Um, and then uh, season three, like the Russia, the the Russians like, in the mall. It was, that was kind of silly. Uh, looking back, uh, but I forget the main <laughs> villain of season three. Oh, it, like this oct- octopus, like tentacle thing. 
that killed it's in a lot of the promo uh yeah. stuff too which like i remember seeing the super bowl trailers like holy shit that's and it's going from the demogorgon it possessed people's uh, <laughs> uh brains and stuff and like it turned people kind of crazy um and yeah and then here you have vecna and vecna's fucking terrifying yes it's he is the best villain so far in this season and i think that's partly due because he is voiced by Robert England, who did the yeah. voice and he played Freddy Krueger, uh, so which is so cool. I mean, yeah, because there's a dude. scene in this season where he is taunting Nancy, and if anyone has seen Friday the Thirteenth, I was not Friday the Thirteenth. Fuck me, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that is integral to the first movie. It's just sorry, Nancy. Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's and I think that's so cool. They they could have brought in any actor, right? And they they bring in Robert England just due to the the subject matter that they're kind of covering he is the character of Vecna and bringing him in and the way that they kind of go about it is just yep. so smart and nostalgic for cuz they're already hitting on all this 80s nostalgia right so they bring in freaking Robert England to do a play on almost Freddy Krueger in a sense it's just awesome it's perfect yeah, because it's so cool. he haunts people in their like dreams but not even in their dreams because he can fuck them up when they're awake he puts them in a trance yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i mean that one episode with uh and dear billy you have sadie sink uh doing that monologue with uh, her mom and like to go for that hug and then just yeah. that transition it was just brilliant it was really really cool um yeah so i don't know i can't wait to see where they're gonna go with the two-part finale I know we're going to get, I mean, that whole huge twist with 11 in the lab yep. and, you know, patient numbers one, you know, I saw so how I saw that coming almost the beginning of the episode. What, I, they, I was like, okay, he's probably me. They were, they were alluding <laughs> to it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, but then uh, I, I felt like, so my only nitpick is I feel like we're in that lab way too long. Like, we're in because she's in the uh, the chamber where I forget what it's called where she's kind of in like suspended animation almost oh, some like isolation tank yeah she's something. in yeah. she's in an isolation tank for quite some time she's trying to like get her powers back she loses her powers in the season three it's not a spoiler she lost her powers she's trying to get them back um and you know she's she's kind of going through almost like a Groundhog Day thing where she's reliving the same moment over and over again. And it, it for me, it kind of got a little repetitive. I I understand that it was getting to something, like it was getting to a point, a reveal of some kind. But that was kind of my only nitpick because we're going through this parallel action with these other characters that I was interested in. Then we're back with her, and it just, eh, I don't know. It just maybe on a second viewing, it would work better for me. But that was the one thing where I was like, all right, can we get moving a little bit? That is a price to pay when you have so many characters on so many different fun adventures because right. they always will cut away during a very like peak moment. I mean, they cut away during a huge moment with uh, at the very end of um, the seventh episode with um, with Nancy and Steve. Yes doing that thing and then you know what happens obviously that might be why uh, it has resonated negatively with me like, fuck yeah because i mean that happened within like i don't know 20 minutes after the that episode and there's no answers to that yet i mean we'll we'll get the answers but yes. yeah no i mean I, I get what you're saying but that's just you know price you pay for a show that has this many characters and this many different storylines and everything and also binge watching could uh, affect that because <laughs> Yeah, you like, said you watched it till like four thirty in the morning one night, didn't you? I did that by mistake, yeah, because that was the night uh, I was I'd got I'd, I'd gotten um one through three, okay, 
And then I had heard that episode four was fantastic. So I was like, okay, I'll wait to watch episode four. And I watched that like at like, like 11. And so when that ended, I mean, then you were just one. Deep. I, was like, I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I think yeah. I got to the end of six. I think I fell asleep during six. So I woke up the next morning, finished six and watched seven. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of those shows. I mean, it's, it was yeah. one of the original like binge worthy shows, I think on Netflix anyway. Yeah. Um, I so, watched it twice the first season when it came through. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's, it's great. great. I need. I would love to go back and rewatch because just watching these kind of kids just like grow up on the show is also really cool. It's, it's a trip, yeah. And yeah. I, I remember season two had this terrible one-off episode where Eleven like went and met with like other mutant friends. Yeah, that I'm was just strange. so happy they didn't go down that road anymore. Like everything's very much necessary for the story now. I thought her but, look was cool. But that was, was about kind of it. Badass, but yeah, yeah it was like too that. X-Men-ish. That was about it. And the only other thing is, uh, she they have this weird CGI mini eleven <laughs> in this season. Yeah, but you you do what you got to do. I mean, I know it's just kind of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I don't know, and she's in like a dream sequence the whole time. So like, it, you, I can't really pick nitpick at it too much. But it was a little funny. Um, took me out of it yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. Can't wait, can't wait to see where it goes. July first. I mean, we got one month. Yeah, I, that's that's what's exciting is that it's only a month from now, and you're yeah. like, okay, sweet. And like I Ozark did this. Like, yes. they released like you know, the first half, uh, like February, and then the rest in April. Yeah, also and a great show. Better Call Saul's doing that with their finale. Never got into released. that show. I didn't either, but I heard it's fantastic. I have to. Yeah, Bob people are even saying awesome. it's better than Breaking Bad. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have the time. I can't. I, it's too far gone at this point, right? I mean, or can we watch it? I mean, when a show has like seven seasons already, I'm just like, Ugh. if it was like four seasons, I would maybe it is four be, seasons. I don't no, know. It's more. It's definitely more than that. It has to be more. Yeah. Breaking Bad had like six. I think it's five. A, it's at least six for uh, Better Call Saul, basing that off nothing. But it's been out for quite some time. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things. Go check it out. It's worth it. Watch the first three seasons and watch four. Would you recommend any reality TV shows to anybody? I know. <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to go there. <laughs> uh, I'm having a great time watching MasterChef Junior yes, this season. It's so yes, fun. It's fun. It's great. It's the only show that Brooke and I watched together. Aren't you inspired um, to cook a little bit? You're like, oh, I could. I'm maybe inspired I can't to make eat that, good but... food. Yeah. I can't yeah, watch it unless I'm actively it, eating. Like, fuck. Like oh, I, really? <laughs> I'll make dinner before, and then I'll sit down. Be, that has play. happened before, yeah. But I will easily just check it out. I have noticed though that on uh, June third, two episodes are going to be available. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. So be, I don't know. We'll see because you know there's not many episodes left. It might be due to sports. That's a thing that happens sometimes on uh, those network stations where there's Fox. like a sporting thing happening, and then they'll either delay a reality show or release them. One like one after the other. Yeah. Because um, well, I saw yeah the both episodes are going to be available on Hulu June third at three a.m. I was like oh shit okay. It's and I saw that Alexander the season one winner is going to be back. I did. He's so tall and grown up now. I know. Brooke freaked out. I was like yeah. Okay, calm Kids down. Kids grow. <laughs> <laughs> you see Stranger Things. Come on. No, I mean it, it's so it's so fun and we Spencer have hated on this this one person but it, it so there's a character if you haven't watched Master Chef Junior um, person. It, Okay, it's a, it's a real human being. He's ten. He's a and child. I, yeah, he's a kid. 
Um, <laughs> but he clearly hasn't learned any life lessons yet because MasterChef Junior, for some reason, has a lot of team challenges, even though it's a show about being a home chef, like the best home master chef. It's not about being a fucking line cook. But Yeah, but they got to get... You know, they got to dip their toes in the industry that they most likely will work in if they're this good at what they do. So they need to be prepared. <sighs> but he doesn't need to be such an ass. And they and they've they've even the judges all have season, talked about it all season. He has struggled with being part of a team. And every other kid in their like little interview sections, they're like God, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to work with Aiden. Don't want to work with him. He just he's always trying to be controlling, and he's never been called to be a captain, has he? Because he'd be fucking awful at it. Well, I'm glad that you're getting this out, out of your system. And he burned that calamari. That's an expensive food. I can imagine if you're burning calamari, that's very wasteful. And that would bother me as, you know, as a as a chef. Be like, all right, you're wasting calamari. And steak. He was putting it in a not a hot pan. That's like textbook. Who does that? In a cast iron pan, you're going to put it in a cold cast iron pan. Render the I fat. I just wish that uh, J.K. Simmons would just like walk out. He's like, are you Russian or are you dragon? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> slap him. For real. He should be a fucking yeah. guest judge instead of Daphne. He'll pop that baby out. Okay. And that's going to do it for this week's Mainstream Boys. Um, yeah. Very yeah. mainstream week. Very mainstream episode. Very mainstream. But um, worth your time. Go see Top oh, Gun yeah. Maverick. Go see Stranger Things on your couch. It's worth yep. it. Watch MasterChef Junior. Watch Survivor 42. The finale just aired, and I'm actually really happy with that season. So uh, I'd probably recommend going check that out. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. if like Top Gun Maverick aired on like Fox and MasterChef Junior was in IMAX? <laughs> <laughs> Spend like forty fourteen dollars on a ticket to go see MasterChef Junior every week. Yeah, it's only twenty three minutes. That's an alternate universe, honestly. Like network TV is in IMAX, yeah. but movies are on Fox. But you have to watch Top Gun Maverick on cable TV with commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's not a lot of movies coming out that. I mean, there's Jurassic World. I have no interest in it. I know you love Jurassic World, but that comes out on June okay. 10th. That's that's an exaggeration. I don't love it. I mean, I I think it's fun, and I don't I don't think it should get as much hate as it does. But you love it. I know you love it. It's fine. Chris um, Pat's a likable guy. Come on. Yeah, so I don't know. I I might not see it. Who knows? Uh, John, I'm sure you will. Is see that it. next week? Uh, no, it's the week after. Okay, so we might have a week in between here. Then um, I probably will. I mean, I have AMCA list. I pay twenty four dollars a month to go see movies, and I don't go see them. So I'm gonna go see it. Um, might as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, got nothing to lose. I do want to see Lightyear. Actually, I don't really want to see Lightyear. Spencer, twenty twenty two. I want to go see Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> and then actually, I don't want to see Lightyear. Do you, are you sure you want to go? You, come on, it actually looks kind of fun. Is it Chris Pratt? Uh, Chris Evans. Oh, okay. It's the other Chris. If it was Chris Pratt, I swear to God, I would just <laughs> kill fucking everything. <laughs> like he literally is fucking voice. He's he's voicing Mario. That's that, and he's he also gonna voice Garfield. Why? And you know, you know you know who's gonna voice his dad or his owner? Samuel L. Jackson. He's gonna voice Garfield's owner. Yeah, motherfucker. Too much lasagna. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, follow us at Those Movie Dudes on Instagram and Twitter. We have Twitter. 
Well, that's what it says on our document. You should follow us on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That way you never miss an episode. All right. See you next time. Doodles. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Tuesday, and you can stay up to date with everything related to those movie dudes by following us on Instagram.